0: Welcome to the Jubilee Plus Podcast. What a great day so far, and we are far from done yet. If you didn't make it to the conference this year, I can recommend that you get yourself along to the next one. I've had a fantastic time, and my next guest, who I'm really pleased to welcome into this podcasting suite, Carl Knightley. Welcome.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: (laughs) I mean... Can't really describe it as a sweet, can we? But it's got three sofas, so...
1: There's enough room, there's (laughs) enough room, it's all good.
0: So, welcome to the Jubilee Plus podcast. You are Director of Church Networks at London City Mission. That's right. What does that mean?
1: It's a very fancy title. It is, isn't it? Um, Really what it means is just uh, casting the vision about the work of London City Mission with um, senior church leaders at conferences, doing a bit of speaking, writing... Um, really just trying to share the work of London City Mission so we would see more churches um, involved in being equipped to share the gospel with those who are least likely to hear.
0: So uh, this is a bit of an unfair question because I made an entire documentary about this question but what is the gospel?
1: Well so this is interesting because I did a <laughs> seminar this morning here at this It's conference. almost like
0: I knew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> about sharing hope so we at london city mission we want to um you know we want to see people who are on the margins of society if you like having their needs met their practical needs but more than that we want to see them knowing and coming into a relationship with jesus knowing that he died to save them from their sins and that they can be in a relationship with the living god and in doing so um be who they're created to be so in answer to your question the gospel is the good news of jesus
0: And I I find this question around margins really fascinating because I always think for people who we would, you and I may would describe as on the margins, they wouldn't see themselves as on the margins of their own life. They're sort of central, do you know what I mean? So where Mm -hmm. is the church? Is the church prepared to be fully representative of people no matter what their circumstances are? How would you like to see the church respond to people's circumstances, I guess?
1: So I think we want the church to be completely inclusive and welcoming. The phrase we use is, I've just kind of used the word margins, but the phrase we use is, those least likely to hear. Mm. Um, and we have um, a number of core groups in, in, who fit that criteria, mm. um, who we have you know, an, an amount of expertise in, in equipping churches with, and those are children, youth and schools, because something like 95% of children don't have any uh, you know, contact with Christianity. Uh, older people, people on estates, Um, uh, homeless people um, people in prisons and then um, people from other religions so i think uh, something that's really important is firstly um, enabling uh, churches and christian communities to understand the importance of sharing uh, the good news of jesus with everybody but particularly uh, we come into helping them where they might find that tricky Mm -hmm. how do you you know Engage with somebody who's in prison or who's just come out of prison, somebody who's homeless. You know, when you meet somebody, the first thing you say is, What do you do? Mm. The second thing you say is, Where do you live? Mm. You know, so actually, how do we reframe conversation? And then, obviously, a big one, certainly in London, is engaging with people of other faiths. How do you respectfully share Jesus with one of the 1.2 million Muslims in London?
0: So, what is the first question you would ask someone then when you meet them?
1: I think the first thing I would probably start with is, what my name is mm. and maybe how are you mm. i think since covid has arrived i feel like when we ask people how they are we actually mean it now mm. i'd hope so anyway um and i think listening is more important than questioning
0: mm. brilliant so rosie hopley wanted me to ask you a question you don't know if you saw this on Twitter.
1: I did, and I actually answered it in my seminar. Oh, I, that's when and I, I wasn't there. And I haven't got my notes now, so I shall, <laughs> well, go, I shall do my off best. The cuff. I shall do my best.
0: So the question is, what has encouraged you recently in church around working with and supporting those living on a low income?
1: Yeah, so when I saw this question in advance a couple of days ago, I went out to uh, my missionary colleagues who are on the front line because I, I don't get to be on the front line very often, um, and so one of my colleagues um, in West in the West London area said um, a church in Hounslow in West London um, have been using their finances to support two families um, in their cost of living, uh, just as simple as that. Mm. Um, uh, another cluster of churches um, has set up an initiative whereby they're offering they're offering uh, showers and breakfast and food to people, and so I don't know whether that's happening across the board, but there is this sense of trying to support people. And of course, a number of churches have been involved with the the, the Warm Welcome initiative. Mm. Um, so those are the things that we're, that we're hearing about really. But I think um, what I'd like to see is people thinking about not just uh, people on low income who might be struggling, who might be using a food bank, but actually who, who in your church congregation, who in your street might be really struggling? And the answer to that question is, really sharing your life with those people around you and then you then you understand or find out how they're getting on
0: and we touched a little bit on your seminar but what were the things you were really hoping that people would take away from your seminar this morning
1: so the seminar was entitled um sharing hope with the hopeless and um what i really uh, would have hoped that people would have taken <laughs> away is that social action uh, and evangelism um are best hand in hand you know, so social action is important and actually it's biblical on its own, but it's it's a start point, not an end point. Your ultimate progression, your ultimate demonstration of loving people is sharing the good news of Jesus with them. And um, we want to meet people's uh, practical needs, but we want to meet their ultimate, deepest needs as well. Um, so I think it was really about trying to help us think about that and the importance of that, uh, you know, and actually wanting to see gospel transformation uh, and then, you know, some some tools to think about how we might do
0: that. Mm. And where have you seen that? Could you give me an example of that recently where you've seen gospel, what you'd describe as gospel transformation, which is a great phrase.
1: Yeah, so I think the um, it, within a work setting, London City Mission run um, a, a homeless day centre. And that's just a wonderful example. I showed a video in the seminar actually, mm. um, which will be on the London City Mission website from the end of November, because it's our Christmas video. Um, uh, and Weber Street welcomes people without any, any uh, you know quid pro quo. So they can come in for breakfast and there are some activities. There's an optional Bible study, it's sometimes afterwards. Folk can have their breakfast and leave, there's no pressure. Um, but this is a place where people can come and they are loved and embraced by the workers and the volunteers, some of whom are from London City Mission, others are from local churches. And um, this video that I mentioned interviewed a chap called Joseph, who um, has come to know Jesus as his Lord. Um, But he's been going to Weber Street for, I think, seven years. So that gospel transformation has come around because people have been loving him consistently over time, unconditionally, sharing food, clothes. They helped him uh, figure out his benefits. He said he'd been trying to do it for three months and uh, one of the chaps, it took five minutes. So there's that stuff. And then there's, there's explaining why you're helping somebody. You love them because God loves them. And then slowly by slowly, it's God's timing not ours and his outcome not ours we love people and we see that gospel transformation as we love them as we pray for them and as we talk to them about Jesus
0: Carl my final question to you today you have a choice do you want a ridiculous question a serious question or a personal question
1: I'd seen those written down um, on the table and I was, I was quite intrigued, actually. <laughs> I can In these very difficult, stressful times, there can only be one answer. Ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous. Well, yeah, most people have said that. So let's see what you get. OK, Carl Knightley, final question. Would you rather have a new disease named after you or a new breed of cockroach?
1: That is a ridiculous question. <laughs> I think based on the fact that we don't get too many of them in this country, I'll go for a new breed of cockroach.
0: Excellent. What would it look like?
1: Oh, hopefully very small and with a lifespan of five minutes.
0: (laughs) I thought cockroaches are meant to live forever. Well, indeed. That's why my (laughs) new
1: one's going to be different.
0: Great to meet you. Thank you very much.
1: Likewise. Thank you.